0: Hello everybody, here to do another podcast. Uh, feeling a little bit under the weather. Um, had a, I've had a lot of stuff going on and, in life, but uh, you know I'm ready to try to get back into doing some things. i um, still working on programs to use for doing video and things like that, which is why uh, I've been sort of keeping things on the back burner a little bit. I thought I had things figured out, but... Just technical difficulties, if you will. It's really frustrating, but I think maybe I have figured out a solution. But uh, but to show that I'm still alive and I'm still in this thing and I want to keep things going and all that. Um, I just went and saw Onward the other day. Also, I'm a little bit under the weather. I'm sure you can tell it in my voice. I have a drink nearby. I might cough. lot. I apologize. Uh, So I recently just went and saw Onward and I will give my review for the movie at the end of this um, or near the end of this but I really wanted to talk about Pixar movies and just my take on a take that I heard from someone. You know I was Scrolling through, and you know, this is something that's sort of been tossed around, um, for years. Once there was more than just five or six, you know, Pixar movies about. You know, um, the fact that there are differing levels of Pixar movies, you know. Um... And especially within the last few years, I think it's fair to say that there's been a a, a couple that have come out that are uh, l- disappointing um in the sense that you know they didn't they didn't really hit the same emotional levels that some of the other Pixar movies that they've done in the past and so sort of this idea that you sort of have the the top-tier Pixar movies, uh, mid-tier Pixar movies, the ones that are really great and good, but they're maybe not top-tier quality. And then you have, like, the bottom tier. And so on my own yesterday, I was just sort of, I you know, I didn't reference anybody else's list. um, I'm just sort of going off my own opinion of these movies and... Things that I I I did take a little bit into consideration, like friends of mine, family members that, and their opinions of these movies. But I really wanted to keep it. I don't want to say close to the vest, but you know, I didn't want there to be a whole lot of inf- outside influence. Um. Just to see where I personally would rank these movies, and, and, I'm actually surprised. I I knew I knew what movies were probably going to be in the top tier, but I was interested to see in a few where they would either actually fall into mid tier, or bottom tier, or low tier, because I feel like th- there's there's a couple mid tier Pixar movies, and I ended up putting them in mid tier. There's a couple of movies in mid tier that you could say might be low tier, but I don't feel like it's fair to say that they are because and and i'll and I'll get into it as I go go as I go, but there's a reason why I believe that the movies that are in the bottom tier are in the bottom tier versus a lot of the movies that are in the mid-tier and top tier. So, again, if you want to stick around to the end and hear my onward review or cheat and skip ahead, you're more than welcome to. Uh, but first, let's jump into these lists. And we're going to start with the bottom tier. Now, I will already say, right now, there are only three movies in the bottom tier for Pixar, in my opinion. Um and I will say given the fact that there's 22 Pixar movies, I'm not going to go individually and talk about each one of these movies um on on their own. I will talk about a few because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people listening that are wondering why I have certain movies in certain places. And I will address those, but overall I'm just going to say what's in each tier for me and just do that. Um, But in the bottom tier for me, there are only three movies I feel like are truly bottom tier Pixar. And that's the lowest of the low, Cars 2. Um, Middle, in the middle, you've got The Good Dinosaur. And I think the best... Movie in the bottom tier list is Monsters University so let me talk about these bottom tier movies and here's where I'm probably going to do a lot of the talking in this podcast is I went back recently and watched all the Cars movies Um, I believe it was sometime last year maybe during the summer um, or towards the fall and you know I remember when Cars 2 came out in theaters, I was still working at the movie theater, and I went and saw it at least two or three times in the theater, and I was one of the defenders of Cars 2 when it initially came out because I really liked the idea of them going outside of the box and doing this, like, secret secret agent, you know, James Bond-type feel... For the movies, because that's something that Pixar has always done. You have the monster movie, you have the movie about bugs, you have movie about you know toys. You have all of these different things. I felt like this was just another ex- extension of that, and I didn't think the movie was that bad. Um, but a couple of interesting things happened, which I didn't even think about until after the fact. Was, I can't remember, other than maybe once, ever watching Cars 2 at home. Like, maybe it came on, maybe I watched it at a friend's house, maybe we rented it, maybe something. But I don't even remember exactly what that time was. And maybe there wasn't a time at all. Right, so there's that, okay, well, because if you think a movie is genuinely good, you should be able to remember how many times you've watched it, right? So the fact that I couldn't think of okay well when when did I choose to revisit Cars Two? huh, I don't know, but then I actually i I watched Cars three. And, you know, I heard a bunch of people that were talking about it when I was out in the theaters saying about how bad it was and how it was another flop, you know. Because overall, the Cars franchise in the Pixar movies is not highly renowned like the Toy Story franchise is. And I feel like that's a little bit unfair I think, you know, and you're talking to a guy that I don't care at all about racing or cars. I am not a guy's guy, but I think that first cars movie is adorable. I love that first cars movie and cars three. I actually like better than cars. I thought cars three was a great movie. I thought it had a great message. I thought the story was really cute and fun. So it got me in this place where I was like, you know what? It has been a while. Since I've watched the first two, so I'm going to go back and watch Cars One and Cars Two. Love Cars One, as always. great movie. But I got so bored with Cars 2, literally to the point where like it gets halfway in the movie, and I had to pause it and go watch something else on YouTube and then come back and finish the movie, because I was so bored. Out of my mind. And I was literally sitting there thinking. Why did I ever like this? I totally get. Why everyone else. Thought the way they thought about this. When it first came out. Because look. Again. And, and something that I realize. In talking to other people about Cars too Is they agree with me. Like yeah. It's totally cool. The fact that they decided to go. James Bondy with it. That's not the problem with the movie. The problem is the movie is I feel the same problem that the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise has with Jack Sparrow. Around that time when Cars Two came out, Larry the Cable Guy was a huge um, cultural pop figure. Everyone loved those guys. You know, uh, the blue co- the what is it the blue collar comedy tour. All of those guys, Jeff Foxworthy. Larry the Cable Guy, all of the, you know, billing Vol. So you have this character that everybody loved in the first movie. And, then, and they decide to basically give Mater his own movie in Cars 2. There's a problem with that, though. Mater is not a main character character. He's a sidekick. He's great For, um, that, that little, that pop you need in a movie like this. He's great for humor. He's great for heart. But he's not a central focus type character. And man, it was really degrading watching this movie. Um... It just was. So, okay, so Cars 2 is at the bottom. The Good Dinosaur. Good Dinosaur is a weird phenomenon for me when it comes to the Pixar movies. When I finally got to see it for the first time, by the end of it, I was sobbing like a baby. It had me hook, line, and sinker, and the emotion factor, all of that. The animation's gorgeous. I mean, that was something everybody talked about coming out of The Good Dinosaur was... I mean, the water, how realistic the environment looked. I mean, you could just tell Pixar was really upping their animation game. But it was one of those things, because something I do with movies, um, like Pixar movies, is I rank them. You know, where do they fall on the list, you know? Like you do any other movie list, like Star Wars or anything that... There's, there's a, you know, a bunch of entries. And I really realized that, you know, is it better than this one? Nope. Is it better than this one? Nope. It's better than this one? Nope. What about here? Nope, that's not quite right. And it always fell at the bottom of the list. And, you know, I watched it back when it first very... First came out on Blu Ray and everything, but then I recently rewatched it on Disney Plus, and it has it has a similar problem as Cars Two and Monsters University, which is I think the heart of the movie is there. I think the message of the movie is there. That, I don't think, is the problem. I think doing a Western was really interesting. But there was some sort of disconnect between dinosaurs and Western motifs. And I still don't know why it doesn't work. But it doesn't work. It should work. I think it was a really cute idea. But for some reason, it just didn't work. And there was that mix. Because there are some parts of this movie that I absolutely love. And it fits wonderfully into the plethora of all of the other Pixar movies. But then there are some parts of it that you're just like... I just don't get this. I just... Why did they go there? So that's sort of The Good Dinosaur. And you have Monsters University. Which... Alright. Everyone said this going into the movie... They already sort of set themselves up with a problem because it's a prequel. And the problem with prequels are always this is from the trailers right from the bat we knew that Mike and Soly were gonna be center focus again, just like in Monsters Inc. And there's a but there's a problem with that is it takes away any real stake for these characters because we know they make it out of the movie because they have to make it out for them to be in Monsters Incorporated or Monsters Inc and I feel like a big problem with Monsters University is just that is I and that's why I say it's the best one out of these bottom tier films is I love the humor at Monsters University. The stinked slug guy that is trying to get to class. It's so stupid, but it cracks me up every time. It's like, oh crap, I gotta make it. <laughs> cracks me up every time. I love it. Things like that. It's so funny. There are so many funny things in this movie. And especially when you take in in um an account like, they're sort of poking fun at like um, varsity houses, and just like the whole college culture, and all of that. Like I thought the movie was really cute and really fun, but the thing that it miss misses is that heart, and that's something that even the good dinosaur had, was heart. But even with that, I like Monsters University the best because I love that Monsters world. So that's my bottom tier. Cars 2, The Good Dinosaur, Monsters, monsters University. Here's where things get interesting. Now we're entering into the mid-tier uh, movies for Pixar. Um, at, starting at the bottom, going up to the top, um, I've got Finding Dory, Brave, Cars Three, Cars, Ratatouille, Wall-E, Toy Story Two, Toy Story Four, and Onward. Um, so first, let me briefly. I'm not gonna go ahead and give my review here. I'm gonna save my review for at the end. But the one thing that I will say about Onward and why I have it at number one in the mid tier instead of being in top tier. It's because Onward is a mid-tier Pixar movie with the heart of a top-tier Pixar movie. Onward is not going to be a Pixar movie for everyone. It's not. It's very nerdy. It's very... um, There's not a lot of humor in it. What is there is hysterical. And I think for that reason alone or those reasons alone it doesn't correct the top because when I start mentioning the movies or the rest of the movies and why they're on the top I think it'll make a lot of sense of you now some of you might be crazy or might think I'm crazy for saying well you have Toy Story 2 admit here Toy Story 2 is totally a top tier movie and you know what at first when I first made this list I had it in top tier. I had Toy Story 2 in top tier. Toy Story 4 was the only one I had in mid-tier. But then I began to think about it. And I'm like... I love Toy Story 2. And there's a lot of heart in that movie. And there's a great message in the movie. But... on On the vast scale... Of people who love Toy Story... There are two movies that people put in the one place. It's Toy Story or Toy Story 3. Nobody came out of Toy Story 4. Came out thinking it was the best. And how many people do you really know. That think Toy Story 2 is the best. And when you start thinking of it in terms like that. And you start breaking down each of the stories. And how they unravel and everything that happens in these Toy Story movies. It's then that you begin to realize. Toy Story 2 is mid-tier. It's a lot like Onward. It's a top-tier Pixar movie. And a mid-tier body. And it's nuts. And it was it was at that that... Uh, it it uh it made me think a lot differently about the pixar structure now there's a lot of people that are going to hate me for putting wally and ratatouille in mid tier um and these are the really the main ones that I want to to talk about when it comes to the mid tier wally without a doubt is one of my personal favorites. Pixar movies um I don't know if it's in top 10 or not but I love the character of Wally um the one thing that I have said since seeing this movie when it came out all the way up until here and when I talk about it with friends is it is amazing how engaging this movie is with virtually no dialogue it is in it's own way a new take on having a silent film, right? The. Um, if you get what I mean by saying that, um, say about that. how to take another drink. Um, so I love Wally, and look, and and if I was gonna be, if I was gonna be. If this was completely just my opinion, I'd probably sneak Wally up and in, up into the top tier list, for sure. Um, but again, it, the more I really thought about the story, the more I thought about friends and family, people that I've known through the years. Wally is not a movie that a lot of families rush to watching, especially when you talk about. Um like again it's it's I have Wally and Ratatouille and onward in the mid tier for the same reasons for what well, there is a reason that I I have all three of these and it, and it's that I feel like these particular Pixar movies are a lot more focused at adults or even Toy Story 4 I can say this with Toy Story 4 onward Wally and Ratatouille are all movies while our family movies I definitely have kids in mind And they definitely have good messages And all of that kind of stuff I feel that the main demographic, however Are adults And Which means When you talk to families that have kids And that watch a lot of Disney and Pixar movies How often do they really put in Wally? How often do they really put in Ratatouille? You might have the odd family here and there. that are like, oh yeah, our family loves these movies. But when you're talking about the majority, I really just don't see that being the case. Um, Same with Brave. A lot of people had a problem with Brave when it came out in the movie. They thought it was really shallow, not as good of a Pixar movie as some of the others. I loved Brave for a lot of the reasons that a lot of people didn't love it. Um. But, you know it. It is it is what it is. Um. So, before I continue on too much, and and get ahead of myself, let's go ahead and talk about the movies that I have in top tier. So. Starting at the bottom, going up to what I have as number one, at number ten I have Up. And then A Bug's Life, Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo. Toy Story, Incredibles 2, uh, The Incredibles, Toy Story 3, Inside Out, and Coco. I think these movies that I have in the top tier, I don't think anyone would ever fight me on, or anyone else on, that these are undoubtedly Pixar's best. For example... How many people do you talk to that the very beginning of fighting Nemo breaks their heart? How many people talk about just within the first 10 to 15 minutes up breaks everyone's heart? <coughs> oh, sorry about that, guys. Ooh. That came out of nowhere. Um, you know, uh, what about Monsters, Inc.? When, when Sully has to say goodbye to Boo. Then you have at the end, where, you know he, you know, Mike, you see that Mike has fixed the door and he puts the last piece in, and you know, you hear "Kitty," like that whole thing, right? Or a bug's life, you know, Toy Story was such a new thing, and the fact that a bug's life was the second movie they did. You can really see the heart and soul and the fun that they had in doing A Bug's Life. And I think that alone keeps it on top tier. Then you have both of The Incredibles movies, which... You know, The Incredibles, on its own, is a movie that... You know, we we had fans of this movie had been waiting for a sequel for ages. And we never thought we were going to get one. And then we did, and we're like, oh crap, well... Is it going to be as good as the first one? Holy cow it is. In fact, I personally am one of the people that I think Incredibles 2 is even better than the first one. And then you have Inside Out. Talk about, I mean, all I gotta say is bing bong. I mean, talk about ripping your soul out. Talk about such an incredible, um, you know, incredible original idea for a movie uh, and story it was great and then coco my personal favorite which is that is my little bit of influenza I will I will say I put I put coco at number 1 I love coco from the music from uh, Miguel um and hi, and him as a character uh just everything I just I freaking love coco I I don't know I will be very shocked if a day comes where Coco gets knocked out of my number one favorite Pixar movie. Because it that, for me, hit so many different levels. There was music, there was heart, you know, um, the, the animation. Uh, I don't know, it just hit so many different levels for me. It was just great. So now let's talk about all of these movies really quick before I... Get into my thoughts on Onward and my review. Um, so yeah, you know, and and in the bottom tier we've got Monsters You, the Good Dinosaur Cars Two. In mid tier we've got Onward, Toy Story Four, Toy Story Two, Wall-E, Ratatouille, Cars and Cars Three, Brave and Finding Dory. And then at the top tier we got Coco, Inside Out, Toy Story Three. Incredibles Incredibles 2, Toy Story, Finding Nemo, Monsters Inc, A Bug's Life and Up. I mean and hey, Toy Story 3 and Up alone were both not just best animated, but they were nominated for best picture at the Oscars. So if you can't tell me that those are top-tier movies, then you're just crazy because Up and Toy Story 3 are amazing amazing movies. Um, I definitely have my favorites and You know, um, I definitely like some of these movies better than others. And believe me, unsorted out into different tiers, I have all of these movies all mixed and matched, you know. Um, Onward is my second favorite Pixar movie after seeing it. Um, Let me go ahead and jump in. Let me go ahead and jump into my review for Onward really quick. Um, Onward was everything that I wanted it to be, and a little bit more. Um, I was a little bit surprised that there wasn't more humor in the movie than than it was. But it was also one of those things where I was getting so much enjoyment out of a lot of the other factors in the movie that it didn't bother me that it didn't have as much humor. Because again, as I stated a little bit earlier... There might not have been a lot of humor, but when it was there, I was cracking up. It was great. I loved all of the uh, Dungeons & Dragons references. I loved all of the fantasy elements in this story. Of course, I'm a sucker for movies about brothers. Um, I'm also a sucker for father-son stories. So this just, it just hit all of those things. Made me cry at the end. Gave me the feels. I think Tom Holland and Chris Pratt were perfectly cast as their characters. I loved... Um, oh, I just forgot her first name. Julia D- Louis-Dreyfus. She was great as the mom. I loved Olivia uh, Spencer as uh, the Manticore. Just Everybody. From top to bottom, everybody in this movie was just perfectly cast as their character. It was so much fun. This is another world I would love to see Pixar do more with in the future. It, we don't even have to see the Lightfoots, you know, anymore. It is completely okay if we don't see Ian or... Um, I just forgot the other, bro- other brother's name. Oh, uh, Brain Fart. Um, I know it starts with a beat. Barley. We don't have to see Ian or Barley again. I just want to see this world again. I think it would be so cool. There is so much you could do with this. Uh, I think it would be really cool. Um, I would also love to see Onward be brought to life in the Disney theme park somehow. And to see more done with it in real life. There's so much that you can do with this. Which you can't say about all of the movies on Pixar. There's only so much you can do with Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. Obviously, it has to be water-based, you know? You can do a lot with The Incredibles. You can do a lot with Toy Story. You can do a lot with The Bug's Life. You can do a lot with Monsters, Inc., and you can do a lot with Onward, you know? You're not pigeonholed. You you have a lot of options. Um, So, yeah, if you're curious about going and seeing Onward in the theater, I would say... It is definitely one of those Pixar movies that is more aimed to older kids and parents than it is the younger kids, and by younger I mean probably six and younger. Depending on the kid, I'd probably say six and up, you you're good. But I don't know if I would take really little kids to go see this. Um it definitely gets dark in some spots. It there's a lot of fantasy elements. Um it it really has that sweet spot of like think Pixar but like Harry Potter and maybe Chronicles of Narnia because it's like it sort of takes place in like the r- real world it's not complete fantasy you know but it is fantasy it's that sort of like area right there if you kind of get what I'm getting at um so you know just go in, go into it knowing that but uh uh, I don't think I don't think you will be disappointed at all um I know I wasn't um and after watching the new trailer for Soul which comes out in June I am extremely excited for and extremely curious to see where Soul will fit on the list for me um So, there's my podcast about Pixar movies. If you want to know my opinion about them more, feel free to ask. But I feel like I've said everything I have to say for now. Go see Onward. Definitely go see Soul when it comes out. It looks like it's going to be another inside-out, knocking-it-out-of-the-park movie. Um... So I'm excited for that. And I'll see you guys in the next podcast. Peace out.